The following is a paid commercial program, paid for by New Life Worship Center. The opinions and views expressed in this program belong to its sponsors and are not those of this station or their affiliates or their employees. Stay on the wheel. Stay on the wheel, saints. Stay on the wheel. When things don't go your way, stay on the wheel. You might be troubled on every side, yet not distressed, perplexed but not in despair, persecuted but not forsaken, cast down but not destroyed. Just stay on the wheel. Stay on the wheel. Stay on the wheel when you're joyful. Stay on the wheel when disappointments come. Stay on the wheel when they recognize you. And stay on the wheel when they don't recognize you. Stay on the wheel. Stay on the wheel when you're promoted. And stay on the wheel when they don't even see you. Just stay on the wheel. Good morning, everybody. This is Pastor CJ, Associate Pastor here at New Life Worship Center. And it is my honor yet again to welcome you to our Faith to Faith television broadcast. I hope you're ready for an awesome word by an awesome man of God, none other than my father, Bishop Carl Van Sr. Remember that you can stream our services every single week. That information is on the screen. On Sunday, as well as Wednesday evening, we would love to see you in worship with us. Also, this has been a crazy year for every single person. Nobody has been exempt from 2020. That being said, I'm sure that there are several of you who might want to join in with prayer. Our prayer counselors right now at this very moment are standing by ready to receive your calls. And if you can't get in right now, we will also have prayer counselors ready to receive your calls and pray with you at our 11 a.m. Sunday morning worship service. Well, let's not wait another moment. Let's prepare to get into the word where our bishop is continuing his series, Who We Are in Christ. God bless you. That keep us from emerging in his likeness. For he sees an image in the stone. Paul wrote this in Galatians, the fourth chapter, and verse 19. He says, My little children, of whom I travail in birth again, until Christ be formed in you. He had prayed and prayed and is praying again until the church at Galatia be more and more like Christ. And that's what we need to do, saints. We need to pray and pray that the saints be more and more like Christ. If you catch your brother or sister in a lie, don't condemn them. Pray for them. Tell them they're wrong, but pray for them. Pray that they be conformed to the image more and more like Christ. Till they stop their lying. Till they stop their cheating. Till they stop their drinking. Till they stop their running around. Pray. Pray for them. Somebody pray for you. Glory to God. Not only to get saved, but somebody pray for you to stay saved. Somebody pray for you to look just like Jesus. Glory to God. Jesus is praying for you. The Bible tells us that he ever lived to make intercession for the saints. He's praying for you. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. Paul says, pray for the saints. Pray for the saints. We're praying for the saints. We're praying that the saints don't get complacent and staying home when this pandemic is over. We're praying for the saints. We're praying that a revival will break out in their homes and in the church. We're praying for the saints. Hallelujah. God colors our lives. He decorates the inner man and each of us as he paints our hearts inwardly with coat after coat of revelation knowledge. He has given us his grace. Look at what Paul says in 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter. 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, verses 9 through 10. He says, for I am the least of the apostles that am meet to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, by the grace of God, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain, but I labor more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was in me. By God's grace, Paul says, look what the Lord has done in me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank God. I'm not what I used to be. I know I'm not all that I should be, but I'm not what I used to be. David Banner would, like, would say, you wouldn't like me when I'm mad, but I can tell you, you wouldn't like me if you knew me then. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, people... People rave about the Mona Lisa. They rave about the Mona Lisa. They talk about what great masterpiece it was by Leonardo da Vinci. Oh, they said it took such artistic skill to paint that. They rave about the Sistine Chapel. You see, the Last Supper was painted on the Sistine Chapel. They raved about the Sistine Chapel and the Last Supper. But who gave man his ability? Who gave Leonardo the ability to paint the Mona Lisa? Who gave him, the Michelangelo, the ability to paint the Sistine Chapel of the Last Supper? God did. Moses, when God commissioned him to go to his people, Moses said, I can't speak. God said, who made man's lips? If, if they are geniuses, what about God? If they are master craftsmen, what about God? The created has nothing on the creator. Mm. Look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. We are the born again, the work of art that God made. We were born again by an infallible, incorruptible, indestructible God. How wonderful that God has shown us grace 
And even when we did not deserve it, he chose to bestow his love on us. We are his workmanship, his masterpiece. And it does not rest in what we've done, but in whose we are. I said it does not rest in what we've done, but in whose we are. Hallelujah. You don't do what you do to gain value and significance. You do what you do because you have value and significance. Your value and significance is based on you being the workmanship of God. You, should, you could paint a picture, but in it, a nice frame, and put a nice frame in it and try to sell it. Let me say that again. You can paint a picture and put a nice frame in it and try to sell it and you won't get much for it. But, glory to God, if Jackson Pollard painted a nice picture and put it in a frame, it'll be what they would call worth uh, 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 priceless. It'll cost so much. Well, what makes the difference? The difference is in the creator. Hallelujah. You're not a Jackson Pollock. And so your picture won't be as worth much. As I shared some time ago, you can buy a sequin glove and put your hand in it and say, ow, and try to sell it. And you won't get nothing for it. But you let Michael Jackson's sequin glove go on eBay and the internet will go crazy. Glory to God. It's all in whose hand it is. We're in God's hands. We are his workmanship. Hallelujah. Your significance and value are based on you being the workmanship of God. There was an article in a medical magazine that talked about how these researchers significantly calculated how much money the human body is worth. They added up the cost of all the enzymes, the cells, tissues, organs, hormones, everything contained in the body they concluded that the average size person is worth $6 million. That's why there was a show called The $6 Million Man. And some of us might even be worth $9 million. But the point is, they can't calculate the value of the spirit and soul. Today I'm looking at more than six million dollar people. You can put your shoulders back. You can have a spring in your step. Your heavenly father has invested far more than six million dollars into you. Oh yes he did. You see you're not a copy. You're an original. You're not a lithograph. You are limited edition. There is only one you. And having made you, God decided there would not be another you. 
when he made you, he threw away the copy. There will never be another you with your fingerprint. There will never be another you with your footprint. There will never be another you with your dental plate. There will never be another you with your 100% DNA. There will never be another you. People can imitate you, but they can't be you. People can dress like you, but they can't be you. They can copy your mannerisms, but they can't be you. You are a unique masterpiece of God. When God made you, he threw away the mold. That's how valuable you are to him. Just think of it. Almost 8 billion people in the world today and nobody has the same fingerprint. Look at God. Hmm. We're recipients of his grace. B, reflecting his glory. Reflecting his glory. Psalm 8, verses 3 and 5 say, When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou visitest him. For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. And hast crowned him with glory and honor. This psalmist wonders, Lord, what is man? Why are you so invested in him? Why are you so considerate of him? Why do you even walk with him? Why have you visited him? Why do you spend time with him? And many people believe that the psalmist received this from the host in heaven that was echoing that. What is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou visitest him? None other is made in God's image but man. Mm. his workmanship you're the product of the creative genius and splendor of God oh yes you are you're his product mm. and it does not rest on who you are it rests on whose you are I touched on this point on Wednesday night we shared in our Wednesday night recharge, ye are the light of the world. And some people may say, well, didn't Jesus say, I am the light of the world? Yes, Jesus said it, but Jesus is not in the world anymore. And so what we do, well, let me make this analogy. Jesus is the sun, and we are the moon. We reflect his glory. We reflect and shine from the light that he gives. The moon doesn't have any light on its own. It only reflects what the sun gives it. We don't have any light of our own, but we reflect the light that comes from Jesus. Glory to God. Ye are the light of the world because you are hooked up with Jesus. 
Glory to God. Hallelujah. I say you're hooked up with Jesus. Who is light? Glory to God. Isn't that what the Bible says? He is light. He is light. Glory to God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. Without Him was nothing made that was made. In Him was light. In Him was light. And the light was the light of men. In Him was light. He is light. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He gives the sun its light. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus wouldn't have us to be a strobe light shining off and on all the time. He wouldn't have us to be a dimmer switch light where you can adapt yourself bright or dark according to your surroundings. Now, you have to be uh, you don't have to be a laser light show trying to get all of the attention yourself. Just be the light of the world that reflects Jesus. Steady, simple, shining, the light of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are God's billboard upon which he writes his love for the lost. No artist paints a painting to hide it in a closet. No sculpture fashions a sculpture just to hide it away in some unseen place. No writer pins a literary work to keep it away from the eyes of others. Every artist wants his paintings to be seen by many. Every sculptor wants his work to be viewed by others. There is a purpose. Can you say there is a purpose? Every writer wants his words to be read by others. God did not save us to sequester us within the walls of the church. God saved us to display us to the world. He saved us so that through us he might show others what he can do for them. Hallelujah. If you are saved, you are God's testimony to the world that he saves sinners. Not only does he save sinners, but he keeps sinners. You are God's testimony to the world that whatever comes and whatever goes, you can have the peace of God. You're God's testimony to the world that you can have joy inside you in spite of what's going on. You're God's testimony to the world that your family can live in harmony and peace. You're God's testimony to the world that there's joy in serving him. You're God's testimony to the world that there is a God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let them ask, what is it that you have? Whatever you got, I want. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me touch my last point here. The clock says it's 109. I know it hasn't. See, y'all don't, don't get this point. It hasn't been adjusted today like savings time. Actually, it's 1209. 
Okay, some of y'all still didn't get there. <laughs> All right, since this is the last point, let me review the first two. There is a divine person at work. There is a divine purpose. I'm sorry, there is a direct purpose at work. And third, there is definitely patience at work. There is definitely patience at work. Michelangelo was once asked what he was doing as he chipped away at a shapeless rock. He replied, I'm liberating an angel from this stone. That's what God is doing with us. Psalm 138 and verse 8 says, The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Forsake not the works of thine own hands. The psalmist says, I might not be what I ought to be, but I thank God I'm not what I used to be. And he's still working on me. He will perfect that which concerns me. It may take him longer than it ought to take, but he's going to perfect that which concerns me. He's going to get me there. One day or the other, he's going to get me there. But let me suggest this. The quicker he gets you there, the happier you will be. Do you hear me, saints? The quicker he gets you there, the happier you will be. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So the first of two minor points is your perception is important. When I speak a masterpiece, that's hard for some of us to perceive of ourselves. But the Lord is still working on you. You are in the hand of the great master, the ultimate sculptor who created the universe out of nothing. And he has never yet thrown away a rock on which he has become a masterpiece. See, I, I didn't want to get on this, but uh, because I might share something along these lines, but I'll touch it anyway. God told Jeremiah to go down to the potter's house. And there I'll show you a work. So in Jeremiah, the 18th chapter, it's recorded. He went down to the potter's house. And there he saw just a lump of clay. But the master in that potter's house, he took that lump of clay and set it upon a wheel and began to work something masterly out of it. Let God do the same for you. Stay on the wheel. Stay on the wheel, saints. Stay on the wheel. When things don't go your way, stay on the wheel. You might be troubled on every side, yet not distressed, perplexed but not in despair, persecuted but not forsaken, cast down but not destroyed. Just stay on the wheel. Stay on the wheel. Stay on the wheel when you're joyful. Stay on the wheel when disappointments come. Stay on the wheel when they recognize you. And stay on the wheel when they don't recognize you. Stay on the wheel. 
stay on the wheel when you're promoted and stay on the wheel when they don't even see you. Just stay on the wheel. Jeremiah said he made something wonderful out of that clay. And that's what he's doing in your life. He's still working on you. Getting the clunks and the clinks out of you. And making you into something he wants you to be. Stay on the wheel. Stay on the wheel. Hallelujah. There's a masterpiece in the making. Just stay on the wheel. Glory to God. Well, I guess I'll just go, go and I, I was thinking about one, one, um, one message I was going to share, vessels of honor. But I may as well just get into some of that now. Paul told Timothy, he said in a grace house, there are vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor. God is trying to make you into a vessel of honor that he can showcase to the world. I shared with you some time ago when I was growing up, there was certain china that my mom didn't put out until special guests came to the house. You know, when we ate our breakfast and it was just us, it didn't matter what we ate off. But when special guests came to the house, she took out the china with the gold around it. She took out the forks with, made of gold. She took out the Classes that were designed specifically to impress. That's what God wants us to be. He wants us to be that good China that you show to the world, that will attract the world and say, that's what I want. That's looking awfully good. That's showing the goodness and the radiance of God. Hallelujah. His masterpiece. So your perception is important. Everybody, I pray that you enjoyed that word as much as we enjoyed it being here in the house. It was such a blessing to us. And I know for those of you who tuned in that Sunday online, you might remember how powerfully charged that word was. What a blessing it is from none other than our man of God, Bishop Van. Don't forget that our prayer counselors are still standing by right now, this very moment, waiting to receive your calls. This has been quite the year, ladies and gentlemen. So I know that there are many of you who are standing in faith, believing God for some things. I just wanna let you know that New Life Worship Center, we are here for you, ready to take your calls and to partner with you in faith, believing God for the best in your life. And it is my honor to announce and to just let everyone know, many of you already have it on your calendar, but just in case you didn't, seven days from now, on December 20th, we will be celebrating our men and women of God and their wedding anniversary. And this is not just any wedding anniversary, but this is what I've come to know as, and I actually looked it up and researched it, this is their Ruby wedding anniversary. And for those of you who know what Ruby means, it means that we are celebrating the big 4-0. That's right, 40 years ago, on a cold day in December, at Mason Memorial Church of God in Christ on Gulf Street in Norfolk, December 20th, 1980, our man and woman of God got married. Dad and mom, I love you. Seven days from now, new life, you know what we're gonna do. You know how we do it, so get ready. We're gonna bless their socks off as they celebrate 40 years, and we appreciate the standard that they set for all of us to follow. We're just gonna have a good time on next week. So remember that, and here at New Life, where you can come receive the word, leave and experience the difference. I'm Pastor CJ, signing off.